Dustin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice. How are you doing? I'm good. I am really good. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm grateful, and I'm relaxed. Well, I mean, I was relaxed until the start of the work week. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Yes, yes, it was a busy Monday. But I had a nice, relaxing weekend. How was your weekend? It was good, um, but... My bat, the battery in my car died. Oh, no. well, I didn't realize it until Sunday. So, um, because I just, you know, I don't travel for work anymore, and so I really rarely drive my car, and I have to remind myself to like go and like you know drive it around the block a few times, or like drive to tar- take a random trip to Target, or you know, like something right. like that, just to start get the engine going. Yeah, just to keep it going. And then I just, I remember I got my um my new like residence permit for the parking um, decals. I put that in the car and I want to say I started it up just to like, you know, have the engine going, but I didn't like leave it on too long. Cause I was just like in between meetings mm-hmm. and that was, I thought it was like the past week, but I guess it was longer than that. And so I got in my car on um, Sunday morning and Previously, like the BMW, um, they got a new app. And so they sent, you know, they pushed it to my phone and they're like, um, just to let you know, like when you start your car up the first time, like you'll see the re- the reboot like screen on the computer. You know, so it's just like the new app connecting and like all this stuff. So I was like, okay. So I pressed <laughs> press the button to start it and the reboot screen came on. And okay. then like, so like the the radio comes on, like all the stuff, like, is like is gonna start and then it just immediately went off it's like okay well maybe that's just a reboot happening so i like started again and like the same thing happens and then nothing and then it shuts off and then i tried a third time and then i was just like then the message that came up said that my battery was dead and i was like if i had shit to do today damn yeah so what was you doing ubering or you just had to get it fixed no, so I was um, going to wait because the car kit was in his car, in his trunk. So I um, didn't have it in my, I thought I had it in my trunk, I guess. But um, so we just had, to, I just had to wait till he got home because he was on call on Sunday. So had to jump okay. in uh, this morning. But Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you got that done. <laughs> right. I could have called AAA. You know, I do have the insurance, but uh, no. I was like, it's not like that important that I need to be somewhere today. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. That was it. That was my weekend. How was yours? My weekend was really relaxing, actually. Um, I was at my boyfriend's place in the country and he was on call. So he had to go handle some surgeries. And I was just actually happy to have some alone time, which I rarely get. Go through all um, this shit. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but I like finished the book. Um, this book by Charles Blow called The Devil You Know, which is really good. It was like a quick and easy, entertaining, yet informative read about like how Black people can regain political and economic power by having a reverse migration back to the South. Oh, no, man. Um, why not? You're from the South. <laughs> I'm from there. I know <laughs> <laughs> how it is down there. And, uh-uh. But like, it was pretty interesting because, you know, I've read other books um, like about the Great Migration, but mm-hmm. like, um, what's, what's the one? Um, the Warmth of Other Sons and like how people come, you know, camp up here around the 
uh, revolution. Not the revolution. What's it called? The Industrial Revolution. Yes. But anyway, um, go, he's, he's proposing going back down south and creating political power and gaining more political seats and senators. It's an interesting... Yeah, like those people in, I believe it was in Georgia, and they bought um, a few hundred acres of land, and they they said they're going to create their own like city. Like, right, right. So yeah, it was pretty good. So I was like, I felt accomplished. Then I um, watched some TV. I got into this new show. It's an Australian TV show called Sisters. Um about this doctor who was a fertility specialist and like in the 80s late 80s early 90s he basically subbed out all these men's sperm that they were supposed to use for fertility for his and before he like was dying he lets everyone know when the kids siblings find each other it's hilarious it was really good i just did that oh i watched mortal kombat how was that because they tried mortal kombat a few years ago it was kind of bad, but in a good wow. way. It was, like, bad in a good way. The acting was trash. But you don't really go to see Mortal Kombat for that, right? Like, I was just there to relive my childhood fantasies. Not fantasy. Chun-Li. Well, maybe my childhood fantasies. Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Who was on? I just... Who's in Mortal Kombat? Scorpion? Yes, Scorpion. Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Um, you know, I always played with the girls. So I always play. I always play with like Katana and oh, Jay right. yeah, and Kendall yeah. and, and, and Sonia. That's how you know you was a gay when you always played with the girls <laughs> who <laughs> But that was pretty much it. Just relaxed, cooked. It was. I mean, I did go outside. It was pretty nice this weekend. Except it rained. Did it? It was cold. Yeah, here in the city it was. I don't know. I didn't, I mean, had no rain out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our next segment. It's time for what you're drinking. What are you drinking, Maurice? So this week, I really just have a vodka soda. So I'm drinking um, the Spindrift brand of uh, of um, soda water, seltzer water. And it has, um, you know, they have the different fruits in it. So I have the blackberry uh. one. So I like, I like blackberries. They're good. Good. The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Awesome. I'm just yeah. having a Cabernet. You know, regular old me. You know, stick with what you know. If it's not gin and tonic, it's Cabernet. I have some more work to do later, so I can't get too drunk on liquor. Damn mess. Mm-hmm. All right, child. Let's get to category is. Obviously, many of you can probably anticipate what the big category of this week is going to be. It's the Academy Award Oscars. Did you watch? The 93rd Oscars. I did because um, I just enjoyed it. Like, I always, you know, Oscars is like that one night of the year. You get some glamour. You get, mm-hmm. you know, to see the celebrities. And, you know, it's always like the big night in Hollywood for the year. Um, <laughs> did you watch it? I did not. Okay. Um, I was I was busy watching Mortal Kombat, a great film. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get nobody's nope. Oscars. No, not even like special effects. Even that was bad. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just forgot that they were on. So it was yeah. difficult, especially the first hour, because it was on at the same time as the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion, mm-hmm. part one, and uh, so I was like switching back and forth for that that um, 
eight to nine hour. But I did watch the pre-show and I liked it because um, they had, well, I like parts of it because, mm-hmm. you know, they had it outside and they did like this kind of set production. It looked like um, like a Kardashian backyard. They had the big kind of Jeff, uh, Jeff Latham floral arrangements and they had like all this wood paneling and it just looked like outside in like California. It was really good. And then they did um, change it because, you know, they usually would do the best original song performances during the actual show. And it was just like, girl, come on. But this right, time they did right. it pre-show and it kind of gave it more okay. of like a concert vibe, you know, like outdoor like moment. So I did appreciate that. But they had um, they had like some girl, Ariana, somebody. Um, was the host, and then Lil Rel. Yes. And I was um, like... That was a weird choice. <laughs> yeah. Because to me, it seems like hosting the Oscars is a pretty big deal. Like, it's a pretty coveted position, right? Like, usually big, big stars do it. Not like Lil Rel. To me, yeah. it's like C-list, maybe? T at the most. But he... <laughs> um, I mean, it was just a pre-show, so I guess it wasn't like the main show, but he was... He's like a low budget Kevin Hart to me. And you know, we canceled Miss Kevin like a couple years ago. A long time ago. <laughs> and so, you know, I guess they're like, well, if we can't get Kevin, then we'll get Lil Rel. Mm-hmm. And he should have stayed home. Because every, if you're going to host that, you have to not really be in the, oh my God, like you're starstruck at every single person you see. Mm-hmm. Like, Right, That's, it's right. cute like the first couple times, but girl, you here to work like <laughs> you need and to... unless you're seeing like Beyonce, yeah. maybe like a Meryl Street, like the Beyonce of acting, like you can't be starstruck at every person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, before we get to awards, let's get to fashions. Was yes. the red carpet how it normally is? Um, they did have a step and repeat, um, but it was weird because they couldn't um like the news people were behind this, like the velvet rope. And then they kept trying to like reach over it and like put the mic in their face. <laughs> they could, you could okay. hear them. And it was just weird. It was just awkward. It was just really awkward. But um, the fashions were horrible. The theme for the, yeah, the I theme. I saw a few fashions that I liked. The theme what was the theme? Was pro- it must've been cutouts because everybody had these oddly placed, oddly shaped cutouts in their dresses like zendaya came in this like highlighter yellow with a triangle cut out in the front mm-hmm. i was like girl you look like uh, one of them teletubbies <laughs> now you know i live for her fashions because she always <laughs> serves a look and her style is always has her together and she's very model-esque but the thing i will say is that yellow people can't wear yellow okay right. that's not really bad but her mm-hmm. undertones her skin tone yeah, you know what i'm trying to say yeah. is like a light bright. She can't yeah. wear yellow well. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it just it, don't, it don't look good. It like look that, maybe a green or an orange, definitely a red would have looked great. But the yellow just is a little not good. Yeah, I think the dress in a different color might have been a better choice, but that yellow was not not hitting it. Not for me, at least. Um, who else was there? Um, Andre Day. <laughs> She what does she have on? That was, was a Grammy so, dress, not an Oscar's dress. She was out of her depth. Like she should not have been there at all. Like the whole leg was out on the side and she had a huge cutout. 
midriff showing and then was like skinny straps it was a lot of look and not a mm-hmm. oscars appropriate like at all yeah it looked like you know she just had a it was very club dress it was very yeah. uh fashion nova yeah. for new years <laughs> yeah that's what it was giving me fashion nova for new year's eve yeah. um and it was like her hair was a little dry. It looked like she needed a deep condition. She just mm-hmm. had it in the dirty girl snatchback. It just was not. I I could tell by her outfit that she did not win the Oscar. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. um you know, go ahead. I I like. I wanted to like Halle Berry's. <gasps> I wanted to. <laughs> when she came on the screen, I was like, "Who is that? In that horrible uh-huh. ass wig? Damn, right. she look a mess." And then. Halle Berry flashes up, her name flashes up on the screen. I was like, no, that is not Halle Berry. Wow. Yeah, this, it was the hair and makeup that was really off for me. That's very severe, Bob, with the dark circles, with the raccoon eyes. It was not yeah. cute. Um, but I loved the color fuchsia. It was really beautiful, flowy, voluminous gown. Mm-hmm. But then it had this, like, it looked kind of like a petal or like, you know. Um, a vulva, not a vulva. Do I know what a vulva is? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say. What is it called? Like a, a plant has a. Anyway, let me just get off that. Yeah. It looks like a petal. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was a little bit too flouncy and too big, and it kind of swallowed her up. Yeah. Like, Do you know she dates one of my favorite singers from the mid to early 2000s? Yeah, Van Hunt. Hunt. They've been dating for a while. Yeah, like she, I was like, I like that for her. Uh, I guess she was. Um, they've been dating for a minute too, because she was would tease like she was dating somebody, but she never showed uh-huh. his face. Right, and um, she would show like his hands or like his feet or like you know something just really, you know, like two cups of coffee things like that, and then back his head, right <laughs> yeah, and she was doing like Beyonce and Blue Ivy, and um, she would. Just not say who he was, and then at some point it came out on um, Instagram, I believe. Yeah, I saw when she announced on Instagram. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's an ashy version of Eric Benet, but... Yeah, that's true. A cute for you. You know, I guess um, Van Hunt is down there in hell with Hallie. That can be... That's the name of one of his songs. It's called Down Here in Hell with You from his first album, Van Hunt. Um, He should do, like, a part two of that song called down here in hell with Hallie. Anyway, <laughs> I think they're yes. a cute couple. Um, I did not like Viola. I didn't either. It, um, it was like white, which white, I think white. would look great on her skin tone. Mm-hmm. But it was this really like um, complex or ornate rather like bodice that yeah. was partially see-through that just didn't look good to me. And it yeah. also didn't read as age appropriate. I mean, she was trying to show you that body. I mean, yeah, but you auntie now, Aunt Viola. Yeah. You know? Um, I did not like Regina King. <laughs> I So I didn't hate it. The only thing I hated mm-hmm. was, like, the sleeves because they, it was giving me, like, butterfly, but also, like, Red Bull gives you wings. Exactly. <laughs> it was like she's about to just fly away. Yes. And I just wanted her to, like, if she would have just snipped those wings and like flapped it back, I think it would have looked a lot better. Cause I did enjoy the color, mm-hmm. like the beading on the front and like the, the neckline and the bodice, like that was good, but yeah. it was just the, the butterfly wings. 
Well, are there any notable women um, left that you have to talk about? That look good. That look good, or that <laughs> didn't look good. I mean, I think everybody looked a mess. Uh, Laura Dern was there. She was giving me like basic on the top and Bjork on the bottom. Remember when Bjork wore that swan dress? Yes, that was epic, iconic. In a bad, we're still talking about it. <laughs> yes. But we're, but things can be good in a bad way, like like Mortal Kombat again, like. You just have to know what you're doing. We're still yeah. talking about that dress. It was memorable. but That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's it, probably it for the women. The men? I just want to say that this was probably one of the most fashion-forward men's um, red carpets that we've seen. I can or remember. that I've seen mm-hmm. in a long, long time. I don't know if it's just COVID or if it's just a younger crowd. That is kind of challenging. To me, it looked more like a Grammys red carpet, not the Oscars. Yeah. Oscars to me is very buttoned up, formal, black tie, white tie. But this was fashion. So, any men that you want to talk about uh, in particular? So let's see. Let's start with um, Riz Ahmed. Looked good. He's so handsome. That is a good like, looking man. Uh, good looking man. Very attractive. Just. Uh, simple chic mm-hmm. um he he didn't wear like a white shirt just almost like a black like mock shirt it's or like turtleneck a, yeah yeah and With the... just a simple cummerbund i liked it mm-hmm. i would actually wear that of all the men's looks that's the one i would wear and his shoes were interesting i don't know if you saw the shoes yeah they kind of look like pilgrim shoes mm-hmm. without the uh, metal part yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i liked them i like i like the whole look for me from head to toe it was a great look um I think one of the loudest looks was Coleman Domingo. Oh, he was giving me Lil Nas X. <laughs> Very Lil Nas X. <laughs> he was wearing this flamingo pink three-piece suit. Um, it was fitted beautifully. Yeah. But it was just loud. But then it also had like bugle beads or like some kind of embellishment mm-hmm. all over the shoulders and down the arms, cascading. It was just very um, unexpected. Very. It was very, it was very... Um, Lil Nas X meets um who's the guy from Pose that I gave Bush Bus one year? Oh, um Billy Porter. Yeah, he did wear it. It was like a Lil Nas X and Billy Porter mm-hmm. had a baby and brought it together. That's <laughs> that's that's what that looked like. Yeah. Um oh. next I'll go to Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. From Judas and the Black Messiah. Um he his look looked cheap. Like it didn't fit mm. or it wasn't tailored appropriately. It looked like he went to BC Moore's and got a $99 Falcone suit. Mm-hmm. It just it to me it was reading very JC Penney. <laughs> right. Um he had like a construction boot, black boot. It was just not a good fitting shoe. It was the two words that come to mind are ill-fitting. Yeah. Um I feel like he has a roly poly oly body. Like, what's that body look like under there? It just looks big. Mm, yeah, it looks real big. I didn't like his look whatsoever. I think that um, Lakeith Stansfield looked crazy. <laughs> that jumpsuit. That jumpsuit. It was something straight out of the seventies with that big old white collar. It was hilarious. It was very hilarious to me. And then um, I didn't even recognize this other guy. Leslie Odom Jr. Um, 
child. He looked like a honey what? baked ham and all that gold. <laughs> what is a golden egg hot mess? Right. They had cornrows. Yes. Cornrows did, at first, I thought it was um, Kendrick Lamar, but I was like, why would Kendrick Lamar be there? Yeah. Um. Now, I did, I believe he wore, like, did you see the, like, rainbow-colored, um, it was like an ombre rainbow, like, look he had at some awards show. I can't remember which one it was. Was it the SAG Awards or something? I can't remember. But that was actually good. Like, it was bright, but it it gave me something. This look was a hot mess. Yeah, very, very, very hot mess. Um, oh, and Questlove, um, who was actually DJing or mm-hmm. MCing the event, um, his clothes looked ill-fitting as well, but intentionally so. But what got me was the gold Crocs. But I guess he said, fuck it, I'm going to be standing <laughs> on my feet all night. Uh, yes, I need to be comfortable <laughs> out here. Yeah. And he was masked up. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the looks. Shall we discuss the um the big winners, the upsets? The OMGs and WTFs? It was a lot of upset going on last night. So um, it was, like I said, the 93rd annual Academy Awards, but it was the lowest um, watched one in their history Mm -hmm. for good reason. So um, it started off and, you know, Regina King did this old nasty walk about two blocks worth. (laughs) We're just walking into the thing. And um, it just had like a very intimate vibe. Like they were in this small, like little auditorium and they were like socially distanced and and things like that. Um, Whoever designed, like the stage actually looked cute. Um, They had like this blue kind of draping and then um, they had like this kind of art pop uh, looking um, design with like the, the Academy Award, like, in the background mm-hmm. and it was very like bright and like kind of almost kente cloth ish in the look because it was it was a lot of color and a lot of pattern going on um okay and the night starts off and they you know are giving out a lot of awards for like to black people okay and they like had yeah. um well you know she starts off the the awards and she's talking about the um you know, how things went in the trial and, you know, things would have went differently. She would have been, you know, somewhere with some boots on, you know, marching. And um, and it was a night where people, you know, the Oscar's so white is still very prevalent. And, sure, you know, they right. are still trying to make strides towards diversity. And so th- that was very much a present thought throughout the night, I feel like. Um, so Ma Rainey's Black Bottom won for, like, hair and makeup and then costume design and then you had it went um, for costume design mm-hmm. it was only but one costume <laughs> i mean no because in the beginning the fr- like the first part there were like a lot of extras okay. the, yeah like, yeah it was performance like performance flashbacks scene. right mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. you're right you're right you're right okay and, and they were nominated or recognizing like soul uh, the animated film that stars, you know, majority black people and things like that. And as the night went on, it just had me a bit nervous because it was so front loaded with 
diversity, diversity, diversity. Then I was like, okay, they're giving it to us now. Does this mean we're not going to get anything towards the end? Right. So they didn't like equally spread out no. the, um, the diversity aspect or the inclusive aspect. Right. Oh, how long was the show? It was like, um, probably about three hours and at least 15, 20 minutes. Because it went off they after really, 11. They really need to like get it down to two hours. Because honestly, I feel like the whole, you know, award show circuit is just kind of like a big circle jerk. It's just like people in that industry just like awarding themselves, getting off themselves. And it's great because we all do enjoy film. Um but particularly in a year like this, where we were all inside for a year and movie theaters were shut down, they have to kind of adapt. And you kind of talked about that earlier with how they like mm-hmm. had it outside and stuff. But it's, I don't think that it needs to be a three hour show. Two Definitely hours not. seems sufficient to get out these 10 or so top awards because they're not giving out like sound mixing at the award show. Um, but yeah, that's unfortunate. That it, I, sometimes I hate when like, Diversity's force, but we can talk about that mm-hmm. later. Yeah, but it you would think it would have been shorter because I can see your point because they did all of the song like performances like ahead of time, and that right. you know, takes up a lot of time. And then, but the thing was, they let people talk for however long they wanted in their acceptance speech. I read that there was no like get off the stage yeah. music. They didn't have any music. They didn't have any wrap it up. They didn't have anybody you know come and like snatch you off stage. Because, you know, wow. trying to still be distant. So, like, they would get up there and the person would, you know, announce the... Or they wouldn't even get, be on stage sometimes. They would just, you know, say, these are the nominees. And they would give these, like, long Wikipedia bios. And it was just awkward. And they're like, yeah, we're going to spend the night learning some fun facts about, wow. you know, the nominees. Like, Bitch, this ain't Quizzo. Like, get up there and give the awards. And wow. then they would just get up there and just talk. And talk and talk and cry and talk. And then, because you know how it is when there's usually like a team of people or like multiple sure. you know, people getting like, like usually like with, with best picture or something, like a mm-hmm. whole, the whole, the whole squad goes up. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody gets to talk. Usually, just like that first person who takes all the time and then everybody right. else is like running up, I want to thank my mama. And then they get, you know, shut off. No, none of that. Like, everybody got to talk for as long as they wanted. It was just like, girl, okay. And then when they get to the things that really matter, like, the in memoriam was all of 25 seconds. They rushed through that. It was almost like laughable. Like, you couldn't even read a name. No. Was it it more people than usual because of COVID? Or was it. That's the thing. Like, they had a lot. Like, people was dying left and right in 2020, was taking people out. Right, right. And you would think, like, this is the time we're going to put, you know, a lot more time into the in memoriam, but they was like, nah, wrap it up. Wow. That's unfortunate. Because that's yeah. always the part, my morbid ass, that's the part I look forward to the most. Like, oh, you know, and seeing all the people. And it's also nice to give that recognition because yeah. in a ceremony that is about recognizing people's work within that competition year or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
you also need to recognize people who've dedicated their their lives to this industry in various ways, both yeah. in front of the sc- in, in front of the screen and behind the screen. And they will never ever, you know, they might have never won an Oscar, but it's still important to like recognize them. Yeah. So I, that's unfortunate that they rushed through that, especially yeah. in such a, a a deadly year. Yeah. In like, the world circumstance. Yeah, they started off with you know our great aunt Cicely Tyson, and be- literally before I could say ah, gone off the screen and it was like rolling 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 i was like oh my gosh right because like back in the day like for like big name people they would even play like one of their most like clips prolific scene like a clip Mm -hmm. right like the scene everybody knows them for wow damn was it just a higher volume of people so they had to rush it i guess so but the thing they kept they kept announcing we're running ahead of time you know and no you know we're right on time and you know we're so they kept mentioning how much time they had. Well, why know. does the viewer care? <laughs> I guess because you're looking at the time clock and you're like, okay, like it's you know, getting over? close to 11. You know, y'all still ain't got to the big categories yet. Thus, y'all need to keep it under two hours. Exactly. exactly. And I do like keep the music on the um, pre-show. That's pre-show. cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So who were some um, of the big, should we do winners or losers first? <laughs> um, let's do winners. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Let's start now. Let's start up high. So I think that, um, well, from what I've read, because again, I didn't watch, a big winner for supporting actor was Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. And I read that he really embarrassed his mom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. By saying, like, him and his dad, like, the mom and dad had sex to have yeah. him. I don't know what yeah. the purpose of that was, but she looked upset. She was, like, embarrassed. You could tell she was like, what are you saying this for? Because she was in London watching it. And so there was okay. like a delay. And so when uh, he said it, they they like, you know, put the camera on her. And then his sister like covers her face and like hunches over. And then the mom was like, mm-hmm. what? What did he say? Oh, my God. She was embarrassed. And she left like right after that. Okay, who else was a big winner for the night? Um, let's see. Chloe's uh, Zhao Zhao for that movie I did not see. Oh, that movie was terrible. I uh, I did not like it at all. Um, my boyfriend loved it. I just I guess I just didn't get it because it really wasn't. Um, the movie was Nomadland, starring Frances McDormand, who also won for Best Leading Actress. I think this is her second or third. Third. It's her third. Yeah, because her. Her second was three billboards outside of Missouri. I don't know mm-hmm. what her first was. But um, the movie just kind of felt like real world. Remember when real world? No, no. When MTV used to have road rules. Road rules, yes. And the people used to ride around uh, in the RV. RV. It was just giving me that. Like, the camera work was very shaky, but I think that was purposeful. A lot of the characters, besides Frances McDormand's character, were actual real people who just played themselves, and you could tell. Like, it was just very, it felt more like a documentary than a film. Okay. And there was, like, there was no, usually, like, a story in a film has a beginning, middle, and end. Like, there's some resolution. There really wasn't any resolution in this movie. It was just kind of, like, it wasn't linear in storytelling. It was kind of cyclical, which is different, maybe. But, I mean, good for her to be the first, the second woman to win a Best Directing Oscar, Oscar in the first woman of color in the 93 year history that's like shocking yeah but that's exciting it's exciting for her 
allegedly there was some controversy with her because she's like really wealthy and oh. all her all, all her films focus on like poor people so some people you know out here you always got to have um you know in the cancel culture or just in all these online think pieces everyone has an opinion but i read something about people questioning her motives as a wealthy asian woman uh letting her subjects constantly be you know poor people someone labeled her work as poverty porn but oh. <laughs> i could see that I mean, I don't know is, about all so that. is that why she dresses like that and she always looks a mess? Because I feel like she she's... looks like like a monk. Yeah, she's probably trying to downplay that well. Right. But mind you, the dress she had on looks like it, it was it was it looks like kind of downtrodden, um, and matronly and dowdy. But it probably costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know some people like the Olsen twins dress like really a hobo. Yeah. But it's like a a ten thousand dollar outfit. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Any other big winners? Not that I want to talk about. Oh, um, <laughs> your girl, she won a um, best original song. Who? Her. Who? Her. Oh, 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 yes, her, yes. Her outfit was cute. I liked her outfit. She was giving her me West Philly Muslim woman. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> she was. For the ones that be uh, eighth in market. About to get on the air. But um, it was cute. The song was a bit much. Um, well, her performance was, because it was clear, clearly uh, lip syncing. But um, it was cute. It was a look. Okay. Yeah. It was a look. I liked it. But good for her. What was her song in? Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. I need to go watch that movie. It's just that... I'm, I'm I'm tired of watching all the movies about black people stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like based in pain. I want to watch like some back, some black futuristic shit or some like happy shit. But that's yeah, thing. yeah. Right. Now let's talk about the big losses, the upsets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mad again because they changed. So they changed the format of it because usually they say best picture for the last um award of the night because that's right. the biggest award of the night the the, the best um film of the year right mm-hmm. and they switched it up so they announced that one and then so what one actually <laughs> nomad land so they kept calling it no man's land which i was like okay for the best picture. For best picture, yeah. So it won like multiple awards over the course of the night, but everyone called it No Man's Land. No Man's Land, not mm-hmm. Nomad Land. Right, yeah. Oh, wow, that's damn. Like, how do you get the name messed up? Yeah. I heard um, Brad Pitt also like got all the names of the people that he was presenting Best Supporting Actress to for all. Yeah, even the lady, like, <laughs> the lady who won. The Korean lady, she was, I think uh-huh. she's Korean. Um so she was like, she gives the pr- correct pronunciation of her name. And she was making little jokes. I like her. She's like a little auntie. And she was like, Aww. you know, so my name, but the correct pronunciation pronunciation is actually whatever it was. And then she's like, but tonight I forgive everyone who ever got it wrong. Because she, she got that ask her. But still, yeah. no, correct them. Keep your, you know, make them say your name right. But um, yeah, I don't know. Who would have been your vote for Best Picture? Um, I didn't see any of these. these are <laughs> I don't know. I like the trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. But I think that that was probably like predicted to win. So 
Yeah. So it didn't end on Best Picture. What did it mm-hmm. end on? So they did Best Picture. Then they did Best Actress. And okay. this was a bit of a toss-up. So I guess I can't really be mad because at every award show, someone different won. So Viola Davis won the SAG. Um, Andre Day won the Golden Globe. Okay. Um, yeah. Francis McDormand won the BAFTA. And I want to say Carrie won something. I can't remember. But um, so it was, this was a bit of a toss-up. And then Francis McDormand won. But I just feel like they nominate her for stuff because she seems to be a bit off. And they kind of want to see what she's going to do or say or wear so when she shows up to these things. Yeah, she's definitely very eccentric. Um, I think that Nomadland was a great role for her because she does homeless very well. It's very convincing. Yeah. I'm like, she didn't, I'm like, how much of this is actually acting? But yeah, I don't think that she's she's not your typical Hollywood star. Like, she doesn't seem to like get caught up in the gowns and the circuit and the and all that. Mm-hmm. But um. Again, to her, to me, her performance is not riveting. I definitely think that it should have gone to uh, Viola Davis for my reigning. Yeah. But that's just my little old opinion. Yeah, I thought she was going to win, too, because it's also sad that the only black woman to have won a Best Actress award was Halle Berry, and that was a long time ago. I do, feel like, time ago. Oh, I do feel like Andre Day kind of fucked that up because it just wasn't her place and i feel like also they kind of changed the eligibility window for all of this and if they definitely did like with to account for covid yeah I think. and i feel like if it was the normal window andre wouldn't have gotten nominated and i do feel like it took a bit of the shine away from viola davis because she's clearly like putting her dues and if it she was has. anybody's time it was her time you know Right, but I think that it's also Hollywood's obsession with youth, especially with women. Like, you know, a woman, I hate to say it, but there's been lots of documentaries, and even women in the industry say that, like, women of Viola's age are not as considered or as vied for in Hollywood. You know, she has to play very few roles. But I think that Andre Day presented the opportunity for, like, this new, you know, young ingenue uh, who's black? So I think that did absolutely detract from Viola Davis's uh, uh, likelihood of winning, just mm-hmm. from a pure like statistical perspective. But I don't think that Andre Day was all that good in that movie. A lot of people don't but don't think she was, but she showed way too much titty. I mean, we all love a titty, but it was just gratuitous. She got pink nipples. Um, not pink. They're like a light brown. Oh, okay. <laughs> but very tiny, little, little, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so who's the biggest upset of the night? I, I mean, I'll let you announce that. So the biggest upset of the night was the Best Actor Award. Because, you know, leading up to it, it was Chadwick Boseman's year. Like, he gave the performance of all performances in Ma Rainey's right. Black Bottom. And, you know, usually they love a posthumous Oscar because, you know, like Heath Ledger won, um, several other people. Yeah, it's, it's dramatic. And it's also your last chance 
to give to award somebody, you know, because they, they don't have any more opportunities. They have nothing else coming out because they're not here anymore. And mm-hmm. like the role, like he played that part. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great performance. Yeah. And so they changed up the order of it. And you're thinking they're, they're setting up for this big, you know, dramatic moment at the end. And, you know, his um, wife is going to get up there and that old nasty pink um, Versace she had on. She looked it good, too. And I need to see what she wore. I'm about to look her up. What's her name? Yeah. Um, I don't know her name. But she looked it good. And, you know, she's given these, like, really poignant speeches throughout the entire season. And when they changed the order up, everyone was looking confused. Like, oh, they doing this because they're going to take us out with some Chadwick. We're going to all feel good. Go right. home. And... Joaquin Phoenix gets up there and, uh, you know, he's given the spiel about the Best Actor Award and saying how it was hard to pick just one winner. And, you know, he goes through the nominees and he opens the envelope and he's like, Anthony Hawkins for The Father? And everybody was like, (gasps) like audible gap in the entire arena, like across the world. Everybody was like, what? And, disrespectful yeah and anthony hopkins wasn't even there like they had nothing like no speech you know like they had already pre-taped like nothing and so joaquin is like uh and that's a good night and he was ready to get the fuck out of there because he didn't want that coming oh back on him God. and so then you're thinking is this another um moonlight moment like y'all clearly got that wrong right right like double check the double check yeah. everything he was out there looking like steve harvey at the miss universe Child, that is so crazy. Yeah. And it literally like went off just like that. Wow, wow. That's unfortunate. That's sad because I really feel like, you know, I didn't see Anthony Hopkins in The Father, but doesn't he already have an Oscar? And not that we should be giving them based on who has an Oscar, because I really do think that Chadwick Boseman had the best performance of the year, at least of the movies that I saw. But I feel like you know, he doesn't have an opportunity to get another one. And the right. fact that he swept all Everything of else. the awards mm-hmm. for him not to get this almost seems like purposeful. Well, they profited off of it too, because they the Oscars yeah. felt like the Oscars felt like, you know, I've you know, somebody behind the scenes knew what was up and they knew that people were gonna tune in to see this, you know, magical moment. Right. With at the and then they change up the order of the awards so that best actor goes last, and they want people to tune in to the to see you know, because every, everyone's thinking he's gonna win, and the, and that's actually it, disgraceful. It was disgusting. I will never watch the Oscars again in my life. Seriously, seriously, like it was disgusting what they did. That's a mess. They were like, look, y'all can't have George Floyd. Or y'all, y'all can't have a conviction after George Floyd and get an Oscar right. the same week. <laughs> it's right. terrible. Terrible. They're like, you know, we got to limit the black joy that's popping off right here. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. So, is there anything else from the Oscars that we need to chat about? No, fuck the Oscars. Okay, yes, fuck the Oscars. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I wholeheartedly agree. All right. Well, is there anything else that's on the list that we have to discuss for this week? Any categories? Not much. I feel like nothing. Oh, what? Oh wait, I had one thing. Um, 
Well, we briefly, we, we didn't discuss uh, the verdict but right. uh, in, the, in the Derek Chauvin trial, but um, it came back with three um, guilty on all counts. So it was three charges. I think it was murder two, murder three, and involuntary man guilty on all charges. So that was pretty... Um, I, I don't think it was a happy occasion, but I think people were just relieved. Yeah. Um, at least that's, I'm speaking for myself. Like I was a little tense, um, but still pretty confident that he would get convicted on all three, but you never know. Never it know. feels like what's so, the way things are. You just, it's not that you're being negative, but that's all you have to go on. Yeah. So it was just, I was holding out hope and I'm just so glad that that's what happened. So now we just wait for the sentencing. Right, the sentence I think will take place in June. That's a long time. Yeah, but they have they remanded him, so he's in custody yeah. until then. Um, but yeah, but moving on from that to other happier things, I also want to shout out to my winner of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> season thirteen. I called it on the first fucking episode. Simone, congratulations, Simone! Was so so happy you won. Um, is proud. I just love how black she is, so unapologetic. She owns herself, how she expresses our community in such a prideful way, um, in such a comedic way, in such a real way. I think she's an amazing queen. Every look she brought on the runway, she turned out. Did she have, she did have four wins. Um, so she's in the four win club more than any other girl this season, but you know, she also had some, she was in the bottom a few weeks, which is representative of life. You mm-hmm. have your highs and you have your lows. But she surmounted and she came through and she was focused and she won. It was well, well deserved. So that's why I also did Friday night was watch the, um, you know, a, a drag race stand. Watch that. Was very, very happy for Simone. Shout I do to... think that Gottmik should have been in the top two, though, because that was my, my number two girl. She was amazing. Shout out to Cory Booker. Oh, Yes! <laughs> I actually did hear that they were cousins. Yeah, they um, were on um, Finding Your Roots on PBS. Well, uh, Henry Louis Gates? Mm-hmm. I want to go on that show. Mm, I just got to get famous first, I guess. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe I, too, am related to Cory Booker. <laughs> Kay runs in the family. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, Maurice. Well, um, since there's no more categories, let's hop to our next segment of the show. It's time for I Said What I Said. Shall you go first? Yeah, so I said what I said for this week is I was going to go in on the Oscars, but I'm done with them. So I'm going to say, so Starbucks introduced a new reusable cup program, and I think it is the most nasty shit that I have ever heard of in my life. So you basically pay like an extra dollar, I believe it is, um, for your drink in this reusable cup. And then when you bring it back to the store, you either can get your dollar back or you can just, you know, get you another drink. They say they collect the cups, they sterilize them, and they're good for reuse. Ew, but wait, no, wait, 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 wait. It's not sure. It's not like you bring your cup every no. time. Get somebody old. Yes. Oh hell no! <laughs> what, have we learned nothing from this pandemic? Right. Are you serious? I am so serious. How is this even I legal? I wanted to throw up when they said that. But yeah. Oh, oh my god, no! And you Absolutely know not. they um 
stopped giving straws. So now, you know, they're trying to reduce plastics. They are doing um, this new <laughs> reusable program. And now, like, other companies or other restaurants are starting to to do the same thing. Like, there's, um, you know that Indian restaurant here in Philadelphia called Tiffin? I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah, their sag paneer Get is the Kerala so good. pepper chicken or the uh, or the um the, the lamb rogan josh. <laughs> <laughs> but now they have a um it's called return to tiffin and they put it in a plastic thing and if you bring it back then you get a certain amount of money like off of your next order. No ma'am. And I understand I mean, like if you go to a restaurant, you know, they wash the dishes and they use them again but uh something about this just doesn't sit right with me it's something about you taking see in a restaurant you don't take the plates and the cups Home. and the knives yes. out of the restaurant right see it's the same reason why i don't eat food at the potluck at work <laughs> Because I don't know what the inside of your home looks right. like. I don't know how you keep your kitchen. So you can go home with that Starbucks cup and do Lord knows what to mm-hmm. it. Like, how do I know you ain't just pissing the cup? Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, you be using the cup to wash your baby's hair. Or, like, just, and then you just return to it. Like, that's just nasty. I'm Disgusting. sorry. Is there really, is the environment in that bad of a position that we must do this? There's some Seriously. things that I, I know it's just Earth Day, but I draw the line at that. It's too much for me. So, Starbucks, y'all nasty. It is too much. Mm -mm. I said what I said this week. Um, This kind of goes to people arguing on the internet. But also, every time, you know, Maurice, I always talk about the Instagrams and the Twitter streets and the internet. And what I surmise is I just need to stay off of it. I'm actually going to be going on a detox soon. But, you know, after um, the whole the, the Derek Chauvin trial came out um, last Tuesday, was it? It was 420. Yeah, last oh, Tuesday. Okay. Um, then there was the Micaiah Bryant situation. Mm-hmm. I understand it was devastating, but people online, like, I just engage and talk. And I think that social media, again, it can be great for, like, organizing and and giving more attention to stories that don't get that cable news or that six o'clock news attention and for sharing information but again it's just like the accuracy of the information but the thing i really want to get at is the performative grief um yeah these these events that are happening are tragic they are infuriating they are frustrating beyond belief and they're sad but like for me, and sometimes I feel like I'm just a heartless, cold bitch. But when I see people online crying, like bawling as if it's their child, I'm just at a loss. And I get that you're frustrated with the system and you're not sure if it could be your child. But to me, I, I just can't. It seems like almost like a everyone's in a race to kind of outperform someone else because they want to go viral in relation to this social justice issue related to policing that is an actual tragedy. To me, it just reeks of, of of cheapness, of opportunism, and it doesn't even seem genuine or authentic. So I hate just, you know, when these things happen, which seem to be almost daily at this juncture, either that or like a mass shooting down at the grocery store and people just trying to get their the vegetables. Mm-hmm. The performativeness on the internet is just a lot. But I think that that's also just telling me I need to go 
have a little break from the internet, but I just I just want to come for the booties and the memes. I just want to look <laughs> at my thoughts and I want to look at my memes in peace. So if you click on it's kind of counterintuitive because you do have to click on the post and then you can click on uh I think it's like not interested. Uh-huh. But really? they still get a click. Yeah, they still get a click for it. But um so you can click on the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're gonna talk about this offline because I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna need to know how to do this. Uh-huh. I need to know how to do this immediately. So this that'll mess with the algor- the algorithm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's All not right. perfect, but it does kind of cut it down. All right. Well, we you have to send me the deets on <laughs> okay. that. All right. Now it's time for tens, 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 tens across, across the, the board. board. Who's your tens going to this week, Marius? Since y'all didn't want to award them on Sunday night, I'm giving tens to Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Viola lovely. is the most. Um, she's the most nominated Black actress at the Oscars. She also has like a whole list of other firsts and most. Um, but yeah, they gave a an amazing performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. If you have not seen it, it's on Netflix. It was everything to me. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Performance of a lifetime. Yes. Um, My tenth this week goes to another great Black actor, I guess, but also just important figure. LeVar Burton. Yes! Will now be the host of Jeopardy replacing Alex Trebek, and there is well, no one better. Well, I think he's hosting. They said they're going to first do like a, like a um a guest hosting spot. Yeah, from like at the end of July. But to me, when I think of who should host this show, honestly, after the passing of Alex Trebek, may he rest. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeopardy was has been a very uh, everyday part of my life. At seven o'clock, I'm sitting down. I'm watching Jeopardy. Um. I have not been able to bring myself to watch Jeopardy since Alex Rebecca's has passed. I haven't and I do feel like a part of my life is missing. And I remember when he was diagnosed with cancer, I did begin to think of like, well, who could do this? Because I think the show should go on. And the only person I could think of was none other than the Reading Rainbow host. Mm-hmm. LeVar Burton. It just seems like the most logical next step. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm just so proud of him. I think that it makes sense for who what he's done in his career thus far and where his career can go. Um, there are just two shows that are so important to me. It's Sunday morning, and I used to love George Osgood. I'm Jane Pauley, still growing on me, but in Jeopardy. But LeVar Burton on Jeopardy, I was just thrilled. Yeah. But do you think it's gonna, is it going to become like a full-time thing, or are they kind of like just testing? So they've been doing um, test hosts. I think they're trying to figure out who it's going to be, because they had Katie Couric, they had um, Dr. Oz, which people boycotted, was nope. the lowest one nope. um, ever. They had Anderson Cooper. I do feel like they're trying to figure out who's going to be. But for me, I do believe that LeVar Burton is the most logical choice. The most logical. Anderson Cooper will be a great choice because he's done it a lot before in the past. But to me, he's too busy over at CNN. And he's a hardcore, serious journalist. We want someone yeah. who is more in like the academic education space who's respected like lavar burton is target market like 
the people who watched Reading Rainbow are now watching Jeopardy. Yeah. But the thing is, though, they had to sign a, a petition. There were like 200,000 people had to sign this petition to even get his name added to the list because all of the hosts so far, they had Aaron Rodgers, who's a football player. Who? Have, yes. So they Can are. Can football players even read? I mean. Like, child. Right. When it comes to Eastern European history, he would be fumbling the questions. Yeah, I can't pronounce the word. Did you get that? Did you get that reference? Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I felt like they were trying to go into like it has to be a white person. No. Because I guess black people can't be smart. We can't win at the wars. We can't act either. See all the extra shit black people got. Yeah. It seems like God set this position up for LeVar Burton to slide in next, and he still got to fight. I didn't realize it was a petition. Man, that makes me more angry. And did you see him get Megan McCain together on The View? No, I didn't. Ooh, that was a good clip. That was a good 37 seconds. Oh, I'm going to pull that one. Well, double tense are gathering that chick. (laughs) She's a hot ass mess. Can't stand her. She need to get kicked off that damn show. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another week here at Category AIDS. We cannot wait to talk to you next week. Right. We hope you stay safe. See you next, See you next week. week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category AIDS. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at categoryispod.com. <laughs>